Hello and welcome to the Mindful Being Podcast. This is your host, Mariah Catalan. I hope you all are doing well today, wherever you are at, morning, afternoon, evening. I hope this day and this message finds you well. And if not, I hope that some of the practices I share with you today can help maybe get your body, your mind, um, just a little bit better place. So just a quick update on where I'm coming from today. I had a pretty hectic day at work today with the children and then some other staffing issues and such that have seemed to be affecting a lot of childcare centers lately. Um, We're struggling to find people that want to work for the amount of pay that we offer, which is a whole tangent that I could go on about underpaid teachers, but nonetheless, um, things have just been a little bit crazy and then you throw a pandemic on top of it and it just gets like out of control. So work has been a little bit hectic and then I made my way over to my yoga class, which really helps balance everything out. Um, I had a really full class today, which I haven't had in a while and I love having full classes just because There's so much energy that is brought into the room by all those just different people and um, like things that they ask for. It challenges me and um, in that way of having all the people to help guide through that yoga class, but also um, because I have to turn my mat so that everyone can fit in the room and I have to just practice a little differently that way because my mat is turned in a different way than I typically teach. So, um, it just keeps me a little bit on my toes challenged as I'm moving throughout class and like showing, um, movement and, and demonstrating poses and stuff. So I actually feel like really great after those classes because it, I don't know about you, but whenever you, um, do something that's like a little bit more challenging than normal and then you make it through and you survive and you do it. Um, I just find it really rewarding. Be like, yeah, like that was hard and I did it. So anyway, that's just kind of where I'm coming from right now. It is Monday evening. Um, I've decided Monday evenings is kind of the best time to record this because, um, first of all, my husband is gone, so he's not around to make fun of me and make silly faces and interrupt. Um, but also, oh, he's at soccer. So, um, it just makes the house a little bit quieter. Um, but it seems that Monday nights, the cows also like to visit here. So I apologize in advance if there is some dogs barking in the background. Um, they do not like it when the cows come close, which neither do I, because sometimes they like to munch on my succulents. So, um, anyways, That is what's going on with me today. Uh, I guess we'll just get started on the topic. So I just wanted to share some of my um, quote-unquote mindfulness or self-care practices that I like to use um, and I should probably use a lot more often, but I thought I could just share some of the things that I like to do with you all and um, maybe that can help you just add it to your toolkit for those difficult times and 
um, just maybe add something to help you get through the stress of life. So first of all, um, I definitely think that breathing is my most used practice, just taking deep breaths. So whenever you feel like you are holding stress in your body, you're feeling anxious, you're feeling nervous, um, just basically any time that your nervous system is feeling activated, breathwork can really help. And there's all kinds of breathwork out there. Some people like to do box breathing where you count, count to four, breathing in, hold for four, breathe out for four, hold for four, breathe in. And um, sometimes people just like to do that. I've even heard of um, like snipers and people in the military using that type of breathing to help calm their nerves and really extreme traumatic situations. So um, there's, a, that's, there's a lot of studies around that, that type of breathing and how it really can calm your nervous system. Um, but whether you do like a regimented specific type of breathing or not, just taking a three simple deep breaths can really just like make an actual physical change in your body. So, um, because that's something simple and we can do here, maybe just try it out. So sometimes I like to start just by exhaling all the air out of my lungs and then take a really deep breath in and then let it go. Another breath in and breathe out and then see if your third breath can be even deeper. Pausing and then sighing it out. And just returning to natural breath. Let's see how you feel after a couple of breaths. Maybe you'd like to add more and just leave it at that. That's fine. Um, but you'll be amazed to see how much of a difference that can make. Another self-care practice or mindful practice that I like to do is drink, drink, drink water. So first of all, I like to drink a lot of water every day. Um, my goal is to drink half of my body weight in ounces. That's the recommended water intake. So you can do the calculations yourself. Um, but I like to drink that much um, just kind of as a baseline. But there's times when, I don't know, when you feel stuck, unmotivated, draggy, as I like to call it, where you just kind of just want to lay around and you don't have motivation. Maybe you've got a little brain fog going on. Um, so I like to just get a big drink of water and see if that can help clear your head, clear, like just get me back to functioning level. Um, and it often does. Maybe it's just like the fact that I'm getting up and doing something. Um, maybe it's just all, you know, that idea in your head of like, this is going to help and then it helps, but who cares? It's water's good for you and you're in a better place. So um, yeah, that's a good one. 
Another thing that I find really helpful is a change of scenery. So once again, if you're feeling stuck, unmotivated, grouchy, just kind of in a space that you don't want to be, or you're really wanting to like get some work done or get motivated, and you're just finding a hard time doing that from where you are, I like to just get a change of scenery. Usually that means like go outside, get some fresh air, and maybe even take a little walk if you have time or if you can, but even just like changing up the scenery from one place to another, and then probably taking a few breaths there, allowing that scenery to soak in, not just like walk into another room and be like, okay, well, nothing worked. Like just giving yourself a little bit of time to like absorb it, soak it in, especially if um, nature is involved, it can really be helpful and just help you feel calmer and um, yeah, and just a little happier. As a yoga teacher, I have to, of course, bring up yoga as one of my mindfulness and self-care practices. I cannot stress enough how big of an impact it has made on my personal life. Um, I love, first of all, you know how it makes me feel stronger in my body and, um, and I like how I feel flexible and that I'm able to learn and build my strength and find more challenging poses and work on that. There's always something that I can grow and learn from um, the physical asana part of the practice and then the breath work and all of the um, mindfulness practices that come as well with it. So yoga is definitely one of my most um, practiced meditation movement and um, yeah, just in general self-care practice. Another one that I do um, pretty often but is a little bit funky is called a shaking meditation. Um, I believe it originated from the spiritual leader Osho, um, but it also, I mean, a lot of people teach it. So um, basically what I do in my practice, I learned it from Rachel Brathen, yoga girl, She has shaking meditations on her website if you're ever interested in um, taking a lead one. And maybe I'll do a video one of these days just to kind of give you an idea of what it looks like. Um, But basically what I do is I stand with my feet hip distance apart, bend the knees slightly, and then drop your shoulders like your arms just kind of like relax so that they're they're not being um, like controlled in any way. And then I just take like little bounces from my knees. So I just start shaking. And um, I typically do that to um, release a specific thing. Like I usually have a specific stressor or thing that I am targeting when I do something like this. Um, So like, I don't know, maybe... You had a really awkward conversation with a friend or a coworker, and you just kind of get that brain loop where it's like, oh, I can't stop thinking about how awkward that was, or I should have said something differently, 
or whatever. So something simple like that, or it might be something extremely traumatic or emotional you're going through. It doesn't really matter what, but you can just kind of hold that in your mind. And then you just start the little shaking, bouncing up and down, and you just relax your arms, let your shoulders shake out. And then you kind of build that shake as you go. I like to put on um, a good like couple songs. So I usually do it for about 10 minutes, 10 to 12 minutes of the shaking part. And it does actually get kind of a workout going. Um, your legs and knees and stuff kind of get a little like tired by the end. Um, but yeah, you just kind of shake it, release it out. And then at the end, I lay down just like on my back, Shavasana, just arms down by your sides, feet relax out, maybe take a couple of breaths and then just have some peaceful music and rest for like five minutes at the end. And, um, it's been like amazing. It, you look really silly, so definitely find a private place if you want to try it. But, um, the results are really relaxing, calming, and amazing. Um, I actually found a little bit of info about um, the idea of shaking and how how it can be helpful. Um, this article is from PacesConnection.com and I will add the link in the notes, um, but the title is Therapeutic Tremoring, Shake Off Stress and Trauma. Um, and I do not see an author. But um, it says that shaking is the natural way to release tension and return the body to its normal homeostasis and its primal impulse to, of a, to a stressful situation. Animals naturally shake to release tension after a life-threatening event. However, we humans have been socially conditioned to stoically grin and bear. We pretend that all is fine, play the cool guy, show that we are unfazed by life events. Sadly, this unnatural demeanor that we adopt traps the stress in our bodies. This negatively influences our physical and emotional health. And then it goes on to talk about um, neurogenic tremors and trauma. Um, it talks about how hormones are released when you have stress and danger, fight or flight, and how that happens, um, along with like things like PTSD. And then it just talks about how you can use movement shaking to um, just literally shake that stress off, as um, Taylor Swift says, and just shake it off. Um, so yeah, that is definitely one of my weird but favorite activities, especially if I'm looking to target a particular stressor or event. Next in my self-care toolkit, I have um, another like form of moving your body, but this one is just like stretching. So um, especially when you have active lifestyle, your muscles tend to get sore and crampy or just like me most of the time. My, my problems is from driving a lot, so um, my hips tend to be sore, so just like finding some kind of stretching that really helps to release some of those muscles and help you wind down. Using breath along with the stretching is really great. 
And um, I also have one of those, um, well, my husband has one of those uh, massage gun things. So that can be really helpful, especially if you have like a sticky spot that's just really giving you a lot of trouble. Just like spending that time to give yourself a little bit of extra care. Um, So yeah, using something like that or even just getting like a really nice smelling lotion and massaging my feet, um, just stuff like that, just finding like a physical connection with your body and like show it some love. Um, next, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, therapy because that has been something that has tremendously impacted my life and I definitely view as a mindfulness practice and also um, self-care. So I have started therapy probably, I don't know, maybe three years ago was the first time I talked to a therapist. Um, Probably should have done so a lot sooner because they're amazing. And um, I just wanted to delve a little bit deeper into talking about therapy because a lot of people now are discussing it like, oh yeah, I do therapy. Oh cool. Good for you. And we're trying to like reduce stigma around therapy, but that's about where the conversation stops. Like, okay, okay, cool for you. I don't want to like push it. I don't want to like ask more questions because that's super personal. So people don't really like go more than, oh great. Awesome. That's it. You know? So my personal experience with therapy, I started using um, BetterHelp, which is a really awesome way to get started. Um, I wish they were a sponsor, but sadly, I don't have any sponsors yet. But um, I really liked that setup to get started because you can talk to a therapist um, via chat. Like That's how I first started because I'm like, I don't know this person. I don't know like how I'm going to feel talking to them over the phone when I've literally just met them and then definitely didn't want to do a video call because that's super awkward and I didn't have the money to go to a therapist in person and also just time is really tough. So I was able to do the chat function for my first, first connection with the therapist. So that was really cool because I was able to open up from the beginning and just kind of like type out what had been going on with me so that we could get to that specific trauma situation right away. And we didn't have to like kind of ease in as we would over the phone because you're like, I don't know, I'm just telling you all my secrets and I don't even know you. Um, And I'm sure like some people might find that a little bit easier or would be fine with their first session being more just get to know you. Um, But anyway, that was cool. And then once I got to know her a little bit more, um, then we switched to phone calls and then we just stayed with phone. I never did um, video talking with her. And um, she helped me move through some really tough stuff that I was dealing with um, around like stress for my wedding that was coming up and and um, like family issues, things like that. So she helped me work through some really good stuff there. Um, And then 
it kind of naturally came to an end because she was switching to a different service and she wasn't using better help anymore. And, um, and so that kind of, and then like, think my like promo list was running out too and it was getting expensive or more expensive than it had been. So it kind of all worked out. And so I sort of was at a good place and decided to just stick with my like yoga practice that I had started up and, um, you know, some other stuff. I'm like, okay, I feel like in a solid place. So that, um, therapy came to an end. And then I would say maybe like a year later, right when like, I don't know, COVID hit basically. And I had to postpone my wedding and, um, my sisters came to live with me for the summer and, um, things just kind of started getting really stressful in the world, in life. And, um, I was like, all right, like, I think I should look into this again. Um, and then I found out that my insurance covers, um, teledoc service, which I thought was amazing. So, um, you know, I'm really, I have to stop and admit that I am super, super blessed and privileged to even have insurance and not to mention insurance that does cover, um, like psychotherapy and, um, all that. So like, have to say I'm, I'm really blessed, but, um, I started talking to a lady on there again, because I've always definitely thought like, I'll feel much more comfortable talking to a woman and she would definitely understand my point of view and needs much more clearly. Um, so I started talking to this lady, um, through Teladoc and then our sessions were always over the phone. Um, Teladoc does either phone or video, um, but they don't have the chat function. Um, so we, we always did phone and once again, like it was what I needed at the time. It was great, helped me through a lot of things. Um, and both of those therapists, we just use cognitive behavioral therapy. So just talking it out and then, you know, she would ask questions and help me process things and get to a place where I was comfortable with my own thoughts or was able to just work through how I was feeling in order to have conversations with my family, with my husband, things like that. So she was really helping me just with that cognitive behavioral stuff. Um, and then I think what happened is her schedule just got way busier and then it just didn't link up with mine. So I, we both kept trying to like schedule a session, schedule a session. And then just like my time wouldn't work for her. Her time wouldn't work for me. We tried making it work a couple times and it would be like early mornings and her son would come in cause she was like working from home cause it's COVID and everyone's working from home. And so we like, it just made it a little bit more difficult and then kind of fizzled out. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm sort of in an okay place, but whatever, like I'll kind of let this go. Um, and she was a great therapist, but I will say that it did like put a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth that, um, I just felt like 
as, as much as she wanted to be present. She just wasn't able to, and it would, it made it hard to like have a trusting relationship. So anyway, I decided to look for a different therapist through the same, um, method with Teladoc. Uh, but I, this time (laughs) was dealing once again, kind of considering issues with the wedding. If you haven't noticed a theme, weddings are very stressful. They are beautiful and amazing and totally worth it, maybe. (laughs) But um, I would say it's not really the wedding. It's all of the family things that tend to come up around weddings. But this time, um, I had some things that I'm like, okay, I really want to talk with someone who can give me good advice about marrying into a Latino family and then hopefully having kids and raising them in this culture. And, um, and yeah, I just wanted to have someone with that, that specific point of view who could really like understand the experiences that I was going through through planning the wedding and then like into the future. So I actually decided this time to go with a male therapist and, um, he is a Latino and it was probably the best decision I have ever made because, um, first of all, he's just a great therapist. Like he's, he's great at making connections and helping me feel safe and supported and also understands like it was just it was like the universe set us up together because he totally he's married to um a anglo white i don't know what's the official you can't really offend white people so <laughs> so he's married to a white lady and um has experienced a lot of what i was going through and probably what i will go through Um, so yeah, he just was the perfect person at the right time. And, um, as we started, we started with cognitive behavioral therapy, just like all the others. Um, but as we started getting into some of the harder, deeper things, he suggested that we go to, um, well, we try EMDR therapy. So I had never, well, take that back. I, my degree is in psychology. So I've had heard of EMDR before, but, um, I wasn't like, had never thought about it for myself and wasn't super familiar with what it was. So EMDR is eye movement, desensitization and reprocessing. Uh, it's a psychotherapy technique that, um, basically, it's like bilateral stimulation. So you're, um, stimulating like the opposite sides of your brain. So you can do like cross your arms across your chest and like tap opposite shoulders. Or, um, one of the most common ways is using, um, rapid eye movements. So like you follow either the therapist's hand moving, um, right and left. So you're, your eyes are just doing that um, back and forth stimulation or, um, my therapy, therapist actually uses 
like this this um, app basically that just there's this little ball that bounces back and back and forth across the the screen because we're not in person. So um, so you just kind of follow that, and um, they actually think that the eye movement part is um, similar to REM sleep. So like I don't know if you know this, but when you're sleeping and you're having those dreams um, and you're in REM sleep, your eyes just like dart back and forth across side to side. Um, and so they think that that could have something to do with how, why it's so successful. Um, but basically the thing is, is that you're, you're processing your emotions similar to how you do with your cognitive behavioral therapy. So you're talking about things, but then you're using that stimulation and, um, it really helps you regulate so that when you have those memories, the um, fight or flight that usually kicks in, you can basically soothe it and um, help heal it so that you're not feeling that like rapid heart rate, you're not feeling the tightness in your chest or in your throat, your shoulders don't feel clenched, you don't get that like gut feeling, just basically like whatever trauma you have or wounds that are from your past, like this is a way that you can use to actually heal it. Um, they've even had some success with like rape victims and extreme trauma, PS PTSD, like things like that have been really like fully healed where they can reprocess the, um, the whole experience so that it is no longer affecting them in the same way, especially to where it's like debilitating you in your life. So you are actually able to process the emotions and the feelings in like a safe, healthy way. And um, it's like magic basically is what I think it is. Um, People have had, you know, varied results. It tends to be like really highly helpful. Um, but I have heard of people that have tried it and, um, this didn't, didn't work as well for them or didn't, um, just work the way they expected it to. Um, but yeah, so that's my long talk on therapy. I've been doing that lately and just finished a session. It's like an eight phase treatment. Um, so you kind of start with like working on it and then you do bilateral stimulation and rapid eye movement and then the he work you talk through the experience and then at the end you kind of have a reprocessing where you try to um, rethink the way that you think about the experience um, and like I, we just finished a session of the, the eight phase and it's literally amazing like I don't I can't talk about this enough. Like I have no idea how it works so well, but I literally started feeling like on one side of the spectrum about this topic. And now I literally feel the opposite way and it's just amazing. So, um, I, Definitely, I'm grateful for my therapist, for my insurance, and um, having the time. But I know a lot of you out there think you do not have time for therapy. I am so busy. 
I'm telling you, I like to fill every second of my day with things and um, somehow I am still able to do my 45 minute session. So I highly recommend you looking into like one of those methods using uh, therapy at home. It's much more affordable and um, convenient. So yeah, that's my little therapy talk. Um, moving on, um, don't want to go take up too much more of your time, um, but some of my other self-care things that I like to do, um, CBD oil, so great. I like to use it. I have right now like a CBD cream. So like if I have something specific that I'm feeling pain or, um, you know, like soreness or something like that. I can use that or I use like a tincture to help me sleep, especially days that are more stressful or I just want to have a deeper sleep because I know my day is going to be busy. Um, I have like a little CBD tincture that I'll take. Um, another thing is reishi mushrooms. I really like them. I feel like they're pretty magical as well. Um, I just have like a mushroom powder that I'll mix in with tea. It's pretty bitter. Um, but it's supposed to have like relaxing, calming effects. And once again, maybe it does, maybe it just works because I think it's going to, um, but it's totally good for you. So it's not going to hurt you. <laughs> like if, unless, I mean, I guess maybe somebody could be allergic, but never heard of it. <laughs> um, but I really like the, the reishi mushrooms. I feel like it helps me sleep deeper. So even like those days that, you know, like I'm probably not going to get that much sleep tonight because of whatever reason, I feel like it helps you get like a little bit deeper sleep. Um, so you're wake up feeling a little more rested. Um, and then another of my self-care practices, my mindfulness practices is caring for all of my plants. I love them so much. I have like 30 plants at school and I don't even know how many I have at home, but right now I can count like 20 in this room where I record my podcast. So I love my plants um, and I love taking care of them, watching them grow. And um, I feel like it's just such a awesome way to put out my energy and just see how like with just some love, some talking to you, some water and some sunlight, like an amazing, beautiful thing can grow. So I love caring for my plants. Um, another thing that I like to do, especially on the hard days is go home and take a bath. Um, all the candles, all the bubbles, all the nice smells, just like relax, take a bath. I am a um, water sign. I am cancer. So I definitely like to be in water. Helps me feel grounded and recharge and relaxed. And of course, I have to mention meditation. This is something that I am working to include more into my life. It's one of those things, kind of like taking your vitamins that you know you should do, um, but somehow you're like, get through another day and you're like, oh man, I forgot. So um, I'm working to incorporate more meditation into my life, even just like little intervals. 
Um, but I do totally feel like it has amazing effects and I have experienced them myself. So sometimes I'm like, why is it that you have this like awesome resource that will totally help you feel better and you don't use it? Um, but I'm going to give myself a break and just say I'm working on that goal. Um, and then another one that I actually use really frequently, which is really similar to meditation, um, but it is yoga nidra. So it is sort of a form of meditation. It's not like a yoga asana practice where you're moving your body. Um, it is like a, I guess most people who aren't super familiar with meditation would just like, it's a type of meditation. Um, but it's, it's like yogic sleep is the idea. So you lay on your back. Sometimes I do this to fall asleep. So, um, I, you lay on your back, cover yourself with a blanket, get really comfortable, even use a pillow and you just feel like supported and warm and cozy. And then they um, walk you through, talk you through the experience of, um, yoga nidra. So usually you start on one side and kind of do like a body scan thing. And then it's kind of weird. It will say random things like then visualize a chair, a lunchbox, a tree. Like it's just super random things. Um, but for some reason it's really calming, relaxing and resetting. It totally like resets your nervous system. Sometimes I'll do a session like a 10 or 20 minute after I do therapy. So that way, like my nervous system can reset after I've just been like bawling my eyes out. Um, or I'll do the shaking meditation after also. Those are some of the things that I tend to do after, um, along with journaling. Uh, but yeah, so yoga nidra, if you're interested, there's a few podcasts out there. I'll usually just like put the podcast on, put it on sleep mode so that it'll turn off after, um, and then I'll use that to help me fall asleep. So that's a pretty common one. Um, and then lastly, I just wanted to talk about my, um, self-care practice that is giving myself a break and it is guilt-free time to do what you want. So sit on the couch, lay in bed, watch TV, or consume your junk media, your junk book, you know, that quote-unquote junk thing that isn't like bringing all this wonderful, you know, enlightenment into your life. Um, Just give yourself that break, like give yourself that free, guilt-free time to enjoy your life. Enjoy something that brings a smile to your face enjoy something that just gives you that warm, cozy feeling and don't feel guilty about it. Don't be beating yourself up in the back of your mind. Just let it be. Just go do it. Uh, that's where I think I'm going to leave you guys today. Um, I'm already at 38 minutes, so pushing it probably the longest one yet. Um, but real quick, I will share with you my mindful moment of the week. I, long story short, a random rock fell from a really tall hill down onto my windshield of my brand new baby car that I love so much. 
and it cracked it a little and it's not like a massive crack it's probably something that can be easily fixed but I was just like uh, my new car I can't believe this happened to me like this is terrible a couple other things had kind of gone wrong quote-unquote that week so I'm like oh the universe is out to get me this is terrible and then um like literally in the middle of my like self-pity moment I had this other realization that like this is some people's lives Some people have this stuff happen to them all the time. And the fact that like this inconvenience happened to me randomly and it was such a big deal that I threw a little fit about it showed me how really blessed and privileged I have been in my life. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe that this is the thing. Like, this is the highlight of my week of negativity. Like, this is the thing. So, I just had this moment of realization of how really, really, truly blessed I have been. And, um, and then I, like, was like, okay, calm down. It'll be fine. And I kind of just had that reflective moment And I took some breaths and, you know, I'm still sad about my windshield, but, um, I'm truly grateful for my life. So I hope you all have a blessed day. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked it, please, um, submit a review, like the podcast, subscribe and share with your friends. If you'd like to reach out with me with your mindful moments of the week or your not so mindful moments, you can reach me at the mindful being podcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at mindful B underscore ing. Um, also, you can find me as Mariah Catalan. You all take care and talk soon.